Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning, everybody. This is Jeremy Evans with the Believe in Sports Law podcast, your host via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, September 23rd, and we have a special guest on today's show, a dear friend and somebody who's been involved in the uh, beach volleyball world and uh, beach sports for, for many, many years. His name's Richard Hiskey, and uh, he runs a push play agency. He is uh, uh, mostly based out of uh, um, Orange County in Los Angeles. And without further ado, I'll uh, introduce him now. And uh, he is uh, part of our 15 Minutes of Fame uh, session for this podcast. And uh, this is uh, episode uh, 13. So, uh, Richard, I gave a little background there for you. Maybe you talk a little bit about how you got your start in the sports, and uh, we can kind of go from there. Well, thank you very much, Jeremy, and certainly appreciate the opportunity to uh, be on with you today. So, uh, how did I get involved in sports? Uh, I came from a pretty athletic family. I have an older brother who played college baseball uh, in Colorado and then went on to coach uh, high school ball in Orange County here for close to 35 years. So uh, that is just kind of something that's in the DNA. We always would say baseball was the family business. I played uh, up through high school uh, when I went to UCLA as an undergraduate student and saw the players who were much better than me walking on to the UCLA team. I figured, well, maybe it's best for me just to focus on being a student and possibly working on the business side of sports down the road. So uh, that's kind of the quick background. Uh, as far as getting involved in the business side, uh, not necessarily just beach volleyball, but the business side of sports, I finished graduate school at Loyal Marymount University in 1993, and I had an opportunity to go to work for a company that was called Satellite Sports Networks. Uh, that little company ended up being acquired by Fox Sports Net. Uh, so that opened quite a few doors for me. That company uh, sold packaged satellite sports programming to bars, clubs, and restaurants, uh, things that are now pretty much commonplace like NFL Sunday Ticket. That was the precursor to those sorts of things. So uh, created uh, lots of business uh, opportunities for me. I figured out what I was really good at, which was essentially uh, connecting, uh, creating opportunities branding, uh, basically just connecting people and brokering deals, uh, win-win, uh, et cetera. So uh, that's how I got involved in sports uh, back in 93. Uh, after about 10 years in that business, I helped run a skateboard company for several years called Hype. Uh, and then I founded Push Play Sports and Entertainment Marketing with the four partners in 2014 and been doing that ever since. So. Oh, great. And then, Richard, talk a little about what you're doing at Push Play now. Sure. Uh, Push Play focuses primarily, Jeremy, on uh, beach volleyball and beach events, be it skate, surf, uh, concerts at the beach, that sort of thing. But beach volleyball has always been sort of a, a sweet spot for us. Uh, the quick backstory on that, uh, I... As an undergraduate student at UCLA in the late, late 70s, two of my roommates played on the indoor volleyball team at UCLA, uh, and they taught me the beach game, and it's been a 40-some-odd-year love affair with the sport ever since. 
I was never anywhere near good enough to make a living as a player, uh, but I found a way in to work with, uh, on the business side, working with individual players, helping them find sponsors and, and so forth. So uh, I've always been involved with the sport, be it as uh, working for one of the professional leagues, uh, as a marketing consultant, an agent now, uh, just helping broker deals and so forth. So. Uh, that is an opportunity I sort of created for myself to man- merge my passion and profession, if you will. So uh, with that is kind of the, the framing of the uh, what Push Play does. In a nutshell, we align brands with talent and events. On the event side, uh, we are under contract with ABP First, which is the youth juniors development platform of events, which is operated by the Association of Volleyball Professionals as a nonprofit. Uh, the ABP is the uh, main domestic Pro Beach Volleyball Tour. Uh, so we are uh, very, very proud to work with them, uh, work with some other independent Pro Beach Volleyball uh, promoters from around the country. Uh, on the talent side, I'm uh, blessed to work with a handful of extremely talented, highly ranked professional beach volleyball players from around the world to help them find brand partners uh, as sponsors. And that is pretty much what Push Play focuses on. Oh, great. And then Richard, maybe talk a little bit about, maybe break down one of the deals for us, like not in terms of specifically a deal that you worked on, um, you know, don't want to give away your bread and butter, but, um, you know, maybe talk a little bit about just sort of like what the typical deal looks like and what the process is for you. Yeah, and thank you, Jeremy. That that's really a good question. Uh, and again, it, it kind of backs up to alignment, uh, finding a a value proposition for a brand. Uh, and I try to look at it from the brand's perspective that may not necessarily be well versed in the beach volleyball space, but they. There's a little bit of a cool factor. They like the audience. They like the uh, notion of being on the sand for several days uh, with an activation, be it uh, selling product on the sand or doing some uh, social media things. But uh, just the notion of creating a, a value uh, opportunity for that brand uh, that meets their budget. Uh, so we always try to, if we have a certain dollar value in mind from the promoter's perspective, well, we need to be able to deliver a multiplier of that number to make it make sense for the brand. So nobody's going to give you a thousand dollars to get a thousand dollars back. So how do we create additional value for that company? Uh, a typical deal might be uh, perhaps a, an eyewear company uh, that is looking for exposure in beach volleyball or surfing or skating or so forth. So uh, we've done some things along the lines of aligning a brand with a particular uh, tour uh, so they can have an activation on the sand, be it events here uh, in Southern California, uh, kind of the, the sweet spot for beach volleyball, but it's now an international sport. Uh, so opportunities for this eyewear brand to perhaps travel with the tour, uh, be it domestically uh, to other locations, maybe Texas or Chicago. Uh, there's a big event coming up next week in Hawaii. So just a way for uh, that brand to extend their reach to places they would not otherwise be able to uh, market and promote their products just by aligning with that professional tour uh, in 
uh, in conjunction with that, uh, possibly aligning that same brand with some high-profile athletes to be brand ambassadors, if you will, uh, celebrity spokespersons, uh, et cetera, in the space. Uh, so try to work it out that the athlete gets uh, properly compensated for their time as far as marketing and promoting the brand. Uh, the brand gets incremental sales they would not have otherwise had. So if something has those elements uh, aligning a brand with uh, an event platform and high-profile athletes who compete on that event pl- platform, that is, that's a grand slam for us. So uh, hopefully that was fairly typical of, of, uh, of the deal that we could work on. Okay. And then um, with regard to, uh, let's say, how would you sort of look at uh, the future of entertainment, media, and sports uh, maybe talk a little bit about some of the industry trends that you see uh, and maybe specifically tie that back to the v- the, the beach volleyball community and, and what you're doing at uh, at Push Play. Sure. Uh, with respect to kind of the future of the beach volleyball space, media, entertainment, uh, I look at it from a, try to look at it from a brand's perspective who I help try to navigate this space, which is uh, getting more and more confusing uh, a little bit tougher for them to navigate. There are multiple professional tours domestically. Uh, there are multiple professional tours internationally. Uh, so just trying to help a brand figure out, well, where should I invest my marketing dollars? What makes sense? Uh, there's a little bit of an art to just helping them navigate uh, the alphabet soup of professional tours here in the, in the United States. Where does it make sense for me to, to focus my, my uh, efforts, et cetera? Uh, some things that I've seen over the few decades I've been involved in this is things like live streaming now. Uh, the huge value is not necessarily in traditional broadcast media. Uh, there's so many other ways to deliver content uh, to people that want it uh, rather than tuning in your TV network broadcast during prime time. There's now all kinds of other ways. Uh, for example, the ABP is in now their second season. Uh, live streaming their events uh, via Amazon Prime, uh, which has been a huge success. Uh, so things of that nature, things like esports. Uh, this is going back to you know before the internet was invented. It's like my goodness, uh, the things I've seen uh, come down the road I, I never would have imagined. Uh, beach volleyball is now an Olympic sport, starting in 2000. Uh, the United States won the Olympic gold medal in. Australia. So things like that, I never thought I would see uh, come down the road. So I suppose it creates opportunities. Uh, The sport of beach volleyball is now huge internationally uh, for people who are casual fans. Uh, Everybody pretty much assumes that the United States and maybe Brazil are the dominant uh, countries with respect to beach volleyball. However, the, if you were to look at the national international rankings at this time, the top-rated teams in the world are from Norway, Canada, and Russia, and as well, uh, United States and Brazil. So it's truly now an international sport, uh, huge all around the world. And I've always heard, and I think there's some data to back this up, that during the Summer Olympic, Summer Olympic Games, it was the most watched sport uh, during broadcasts at times. So... All that's pretty exciting for uh, what we're hoping to grow out of just a little niche sport. 
that we started way back in the 70s before there was any money to be made out of. So uh, I suspect the future will be ripe with opportunities for uh, athletes, uh, be it uh, there's now, I believe, 100 plus schools that offer uh, scholarships for women uh, to be beach volleyball players. Never, I, I'm not sure I would ever have thought those words would uh, be spoken. Uh, it's extremely cool. Uh, there's a definable pipeline for young ladies to play uh, club level uh, with some of the things like ABP First is doing and P1440 Rise, just a very definable pipeline uh, for them to go on to college, uh, maybe compete on one of the international or professional uh, tours, and then maybe even represent their country in the Olympic Games. So that's kind of what I see as the future of uh, beach volleyball specifically. Uh, and I'm just extremely excited to uh, be a part of it. Oh, very cool. Thanks, Richard. So maybe let me talk, let's close up with talking a little bit about um, sort of maybe some words of advice you might have for people trying to break into sports um, or sort of maybe some words, words of wisdom that you've sort of uh, experienced over the years in terms of some feedback you can give uh, with regard to running a, a beach volleyball agency and some of the work that you do? Uh, I think it comes back to Jeremy. Uh, we I often hear about the, the entitlement society of the current generation and so forth, and I don't really buy too much into that. Uh, what I believe, uh, as far as if I could share any words of wisdom, if you will, uh, always look for, if you want to break into sports, uh, instead of what's in it for me, look, what can I do for you, Mr. Potential Employer, uh, be it uh, solving a problem. Uh, so I look at like the Los Angeles Dodgers, for example, they may have a 40 person roster of the team of players currently up uh, with the big club, but they probably have 10 times that many employees working in a variety of capacities uh, with the team, marketing, sales, uh, you name it, uh, legal, human resources. So there's just a, it's ripe with opportunity uh, to work in sports, uh, but there's lots and lots of people that want to do it. Uh, so my, my advice would be uh, be coachable, uh, be willing to learn, uh, even if you're coming out of a, a top-flight school like UCLA or USC or Pepperdine, uh, even with an MBA or a law degree, uh, there's lots of people that have those. So what can you do to identify a potential problem and bring a solution for a potential employer? Uh, I would be open to any kind of an opportunity to get a foot in the door, be it with an internship, a volunteer at an event. Uh, those sorts of things gets people's attention, uh, and it's always, what can I do for you? And I will be compensated and rewarded down the road as a potential employee, et cetera. So I think that sets you apart, uh, from the mass majority of people who just want a job and figure, well, sports are cool. I think I want to, you know, I'd love to be the general manager of the Dodgers. Well, yeah. How do, how do you do that? You start with uh, a realistic goal, maybe just getting a foot in the door as an intern after you finish school or something like that. So uh, I would also encourage anybody uh, who's looking to break into sports, uh, ask for help. 
uh, find uh, the organization you're interested in, be it pro baseball, the Chargers, uh, ADP, uh, and do your research. Uh, when I was in a position of trying to find opportunities, there was no LinkedIn. There was no way to do research other than calling and walking in the door. So all those are good alternatives. You have the world at your fingertips with respect to researching, finding a company on LinkedIn, finding some employees. And quite frankly, I take it as a huge compliment, Jeremy, if anybody reaches out to me uh, via LinkedIn or other social media and asks for help. Hey, I'm working on a school project. Is there anything I can do to help you uh, at an event? I would love to get involved in the volleyball space or the agency space, et cetera. So when I see those sorts of things, uh, I take it as a huge compliment and I'm always well willing to help. So those are the things that come to mind for me. No, thanks, Richard. Some really good advice there. And um, I love the the value added piece in terms of uh, getting people involved and being willing to help out and that there's always sort of staff and other folks uh, below the line talent, so to speak, to use an entertainment term that um, you know, like we were mentioning with the Dodgers of people getting in there and, and, uh, and doing some of the work that you don't necessarily see, uh, you know, on the tube, so to speak. But so Richard, thanks again for your time. And, uh, for all the listeners out here that out there, this was uh, episode 13 of the believe in sports law podcast in the 15 minutes of fame session. Uh, today is, uh, Monday, September 23rd. And our special guest was, uh, Richard Hiskey who runs a push play agency here in Southern California. So Richard, thank you so much. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, keeping in touch with you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.